Welcome to the Jeffers Brief, only on Contra Radio Network. Oh, hello again, Intelligentsia. July 5th, hope your 4th of July was relaxing. Well, could as relaxing as I guess it could be. All right. Many things, well, no, not many things to talk about, just a few things this week. <sighs> Where do we start? Okay, look. If you have not heard about the Highland Park Sniper, I will. then you must be living under a rock or something. I don't know. Anyways, you're going to see this on the national news for weeks on end. Yeah, Highland Park is in the same county which I live. Highland Park is in the southeast corner of the county. I live in the northwest corner of the county. No, I was not affected by it, nor did I go to any parades, mainly because, you know, I'm 58 years old. I don't like big crowds. Ever since I retired, I don't, I don't go to very many uh, events, public events where there's a lot of people. I, I just just don't like it mainly because I get so irritated with how I see people behave in general however that's another issue another story all right where do we where do I want to start I've said before when it comes to gun control it doesn't work it doesn't and, and I'm gonna give you the lowdown on Highland Park And it's this. They have gun control. They do. Chicago has gun control. And they had 71 people shot in Chicago. 71! Chicago has one of the uh, strictest gun control laws in the country. It doesn't work. You know why? Because criminals will not obey the law by very definition. They're criminals, so they don't obey the law. So there. And if people want something bad enough, they're going to get it. Case in point, look at prohibition. Look at gun control. Well, bad guys have guns. Well, And they're going to get them whether you outlaw them or not. And that's the sad fact. Now, I've said before, people with mental problems should not have access to firearms. Period unequivocally stated I think most responsible gun owners agree with that <coughs> now oh it's gonna be a hot one here today heat index will be like 106 109 great but in Illinois you know what I'm, I'm gonna just go right into it I'm not even gonna explain it look government cannot protect you they can't it's just impossible here is some numbers for you we got what 320 million people in the United States that's our population roughly there's only about 600,000 police officers in the entire country clearly clearly government cannot protect you now I did see 
and, and I saw this on the local news, WGN. They put it. They 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 re, they put the tweet out from uh, Rachel Brosnahan. She's uh, an actress from Highland Park. She was at Highland Park. Uh, I, I don't know if she was there this weekend or not. Anyways, uh, she plays Mrs. Maisel on Amazon Fire TV. There, great show by the way. I love it. Anyways, and I'm listening to them uh, read it word her tweet word for word. And one of the things that she said, and this is what struck me, she said, I never thought I would be unsafe there. Then it struck me. Americans are under this illusion that nothing bad's going to happen. And that's just a fantasy. Bad things happen every day to good people. They do. And whether it's a, a rooftop sniper, or you're driving down the road and you get hit by a drunk driver, or maybe you're you're out for a jog or a run and you get clipped by a vehicle. Or maybe you get robbed. Or maybe you trip. Or maybe, you know, as many things. Fall off your bicycle, right, Joe? I mean, bad things happen in the world. Some can be mitigated some can't but to live in this idea that well I can go anywhere and I'll be safe mm, no you see we have here in my in Lake County where I live there's three or four towns and they have weekly outdoor summer concerts they're free and if it's free it's for me I will go to those but but and this is it and this is me. This is my phobia. This is what I do. My obsession. My OCD, if you will. Is this. When I get there, one thing I'm looking for is, if something bad happens, where can I go for cover and shelter right away? Where can I go? How can I get there? The second thing I'm doing, even though I might be watching the concert... I'm scanning the crowd constantly. I'm looking for that one lunatic out there that just, you know, mm, just sets off the radar. And that's another thing. You know, I'm, you're going to hear from uh, the alleged gunman's uh, family saying, well, he was a quiet person. I don't know. I didn't know he had a gun. Da, 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 da. Well, let me tell you something. Most people... And then they talked to the guy's neighbors too, and they didn't want to, they didn't want to say anything. Oh, can't say anything. No, might offend somebody. You know what? When you run into people and you meet them, you run into them, and you're talking to them or you have any type of interaction, somewhere in the back of your mind, the alarm bells are going off, telling you something's not right about this person. Something's off. All right, now. Unfortunately for this man, he's not a kid, he's a man. His father's business, you know, they own a deli in downtown Highland Park. I got a feeling, and, and this is how people do, they're going to punish that family. I hope they don't because it's not, it is the family's fault and it's not the family's fault. First of all, familiarity breeds contempt. They must have known that he was 
at some point in time had realized maybe something's not right about this guy. Something's not right about it. Something didn't turn out right. You know. In the meantime, nobody says anything. The family doesn't do anything. Look, if you're a responsible gun owner and you have a family member who's who, who's not right, and you know they're not right, you have responsibility just as a human being to make sure he doesn't have access to firearms or has possession of one. You have to do it. No ifs, ands, or buts. Because as responsible gun owners, we not only are responsible for ourselves, we have to be responsible for others as well. Especially if we're carrying concealed and we have to draw our weapon to defend our lives, you still got to be responsible for where that round goes. I mean, if you miss, hey, who knows where that round is going to go? You should know. That's what I'm saying. Do I believe in red flag laws? On paper, they look great. They sound wonderful. But we also know government will abuse it. They will. And then you got to be saying, well, no one should have guns. And the reconnaissance argument is, well, there's the Bill of Rights that says I can. And then, and then inevitably the response will be, well, you, do, you don't have complete freedom of speech. You can't yell fire in a crowded theater. Well, that's true. But the Second Amendment has four words in it that the others don't. Shall not be infringed. Period. Because even the Founding Fathers knew then that government will inevitably try to grab your weapons. Case in point, Lexington and Concord, back at the beginning of the shot heard around the world, the British troops didn't go there to arrest the colonists at Lexington and Concord. They went there to seize firearms and ammunition. Black powder, the ball, cap and ball, that kind of thing. All right, so, yes, we know without a doubt in our mind that red flag laws will be abused. And there's really no recourse for the person who's the target of the red flag laws. They should have some type of recourse in the courts. Now, here comes the facts you're not going to like, and I don't care. You know why? Because the Highland Park attack occurred despite the red flag law and other stringent gun controls that they have in Highland Park. Now, a red flag law, a waiting period for gun purchases, licensing requirements, and numerous other gun controls did not prevent the July 4th 2022 Highland Park attack. Now, they said the weapon was purchased legally. We don't even know what kind of weapon it is. Now, this is my prediction. When I played the video, I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. That sounds like a bump stock on a weapon. Just because of how fast it was being fired. But that's my opinion. I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't have any connection whatsoever with the investigation. I don't know. So, Mike Bloomberg's Every Town for Gun Safety lists Illinois as a state with the six most stringent gun laws in the country. Moreover, Gabby Gifford's gun control group gives Illinois a grade of A- minus on gun control. So now we get grades. Yes. 
Illinois has a red flag law. A waiting period for gun purchases, gun owner licensing, domestic violence gun laws, open carry regulations, and numerous other gun controls. That's true. It's the tyranny state. Now you know why I call it the tyranny state, okay? The gun control licensing is done via the FOID card, Firearm Owner's Identification Cards. Only those with the FOID card can legally buy and possess a gun in Illinois, and the process for acquiring a FOID card includes a background check. Illinois State Police listed the process for buying a gun in Illinois. This is the process. A buyer must possess a valid FOID card, $10 for 10 years. Unfortunately, when you go to apply for it, you have all these questions that the person who's actually wanting the FOID card can answer. Like, for example, have you had a history of mental illness? Yes or no? Guess what? All right, so the buyer must verify local firearm ordinance requirements. The buyer must display a valid FOID card to the FFL prior to handling firearms. The buyer must complete federal form ATF 4473. The FFL notifies the Illinois State Police Firearms Services Bureau to perform a background check in accordance with state and federal laws. FFL receives an approval from ISP to transfer the firearm. The buyer must abide by the state of Illinois waiting period before taking possession of the firearm. The waiting period for a long gun is 24 hours and 72 hours for a handgun. Upon taking possession of the firearm, the firearm must be unloaded and enclosed in a case to transport. The waiting period is in Illinois. I live, I live what, 15 minutes tops from Wisconsin? You know, anyways. That's a whole different story. So Cook County has an assault weapons ban that bans high-capacity magazines. In neighboring Lake County, the city of Highland Park has an assault weapons ban that also bans large-capacity magazines. Now this is how silly the uh, magazine, large-capacity magazine ban is. What is the difference between a 30-round magazine or three 10-round magazines. No difference. The only difference is I have to do a magazine exchange. If I am proficient with my firearm, it should take no more than a second or two to do a magazine exchange. It sounds good on paper. It makes people feel good, but in reality, it really doesn't do anything. That's just the truth of the matter. And by the way, if you don't own a gun, you don't get a you don't get a voice in gun control. You're saying, John, where does that come from? That comes from, well, I'm a man, so therefore I can't talk about abortion. Oh, okay. So on December seventh, twenty fifteen, the Chicago Tribune reported that the Supreme Court of the United States refused to hear a challenge against Highland Park's assault weapons ban. The Tribune described the SCOTUS's refusal to hear the challenge as a blow to the National Rifle Association and other pro-gun advocates. So there you have it. Those are 
that that's it now do I register my weapons I will not I do not and if necessary and I'm not gonna say I do or I have or I will the majority of my firearms are not even in the state of Illinois but like I said I live 15 minutes from Wisconsin you know some people say well I, I was out I had a boating accident they're at the bottom of the lake I don't have mine oh, okay think about it think about that just for a moment now there now they said that the shooter in Highland Park had or, or not how about this the weapon he had was purchased legally now you're gonna take a look at this guy's picture when you get it when you see it all right you're free to draw whatever conclusions that you may but once again this guy telegraphed his intentions on social media the toilet of the internet and once again nobody called nobody said anything and if they did and government dropped the ball are we surprised that government dropped the ball the answer is no we are not so there it is that's the bottom line you're gonna hear people screaming about now this guy the, the the alleged gunman he he lived in Highland Park and Highwood which is a little town I mean right next door to Highland Park Highland Park is a Democratic stronghold politically a Democratic stronghold now does that mean I know that the alleged gunman was a registered Democrat I do not I'm just saying that's what it is those are the facts no thing I want to talk to you about today oh what am I doing here I have to do this do I uh, okay hold on let me take a uh, I have to put this out here for a buddy of mine Sierra Flooring and Design salutes America's military. We're proud to be Americans in this land of liberty. At Sierra Flooring and Design, we're proud to serve the families who serve America. And we're proud to offer special discounts to all members of the military. For all your family's flooring needs, see Sierra Flooring and Design on the corner of 5th and Wilcox in Sierra Vista or call 458-SIERRA go Sierra flooring give them a call if you live in Arizona in that area when you do go if you do call them uh, let Mark Boyle know that you heard it here on Contra Radio Network I'd appreciate it something we have to you know many people were shot yes over the weekend many not just in Highland Park, Philadelphia, Chicago, New York. So, uh, and I get, you know, so here we go. 
We are witnessing a stunning breakdown of law and order. And the, bat, and the fact is because many of the big cities have defunded Democrats, defunded their police departments, well, the police seem powerless to stop it. When you have, for example, in Chicago, 71 people shot, and you're, and you're a detective with the Chicago Police Department, you have a, are, you're, you're, you're already stacked with other crimes, burglaries, batteries, whatever, criminal damage to properties, murders, everything else, guess what? It's just not too many cases and not enough people to get, get on and solve it. And the fact is this country is not the same place that it was 10 years ago. In fact, it's not even close to the same place that it was five years ago. Violent crimes out of control in many of our major cities and there aren't enough to police to handle it all. So in many cases, a police officer literally never shows up when someone reports a serious crime. Thank you, defunding the police. Unfortunately, the number of serious crimes just keeps going up. And in 2020, we witnessed the worst spike in violent crime in U.S. history, but 2021 was supposed to be the year when rates of violent crime started going back down. Of course, that didn't happen. And now 2022 is on pace to being even worse than either 2020 or 2021. I do not care. You know, I'm so sick of hearing about Brittany Grenier. Oh, she's in Russia. Look, she played for a Russian basketball team in the offseason. She knows what the laws are there. And if she chose to take something illegal into that country, that's on her. You can't blame the Russians for enforcing their own damn law. At least they enforce their law here in the United States, not so much. I'm sorry. Mission creep. Uh, violent crimes are on the rise in six of America's major cities and South to a, set to outpace the already historic levels of 2021. Baltimore, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., Atlanta, New York City, Chicago are all on pace to break their 2021 levels of violent crime halfway through this year with the nation's largest city leading the group. And that's according to crime data reviewed by Fox News. Now at this point, violent crime is up 25.8% in New York City compared to the first half of last year. That's staggering. Of course, New York City still has a way to go before it gets as bad as Chicago. In the Windy City, there are hundreds of thousands of high-priority emergency service calls each year. Last year, there were no police available to respond to those calls 52% of the time. New data uncovered by wire points through public records requests to the Chicago Police Department revealed that in 2021, there were 406,829 incidents of a high-priority emergency service call for which there were no police available to respond. That was a 52% increase of the 788,000 high-priority 911 service calls dispatched in uh, 2021. So, if you are a victim of violent crime in Chicago, your odds of having a police officer available to help you are about the same as guessing a coin flip correctly. 
Now this is a following is a partial list of high priority emergency service calls for which no police officer was available in 2021. Thank you, defunding. You marched in the streets down there in Chicago. You stomped and screamed and looted and bitched that you wanted the police to be defunded. And you wanted that money to be diverted to your community activist organizations, Mr. Austin Powers. Well, this is what you get. You get 14,955 assaults in progress, 17,828 batteries in progress. Now here in Illinois, there's a difference between assault and a battery. An assault is when someone threatens to kick your ass and they have the ability to do it and put you into a state of, of apprehension of receiving a battery. A battery is when I am kicking your ass. Got it? That's the difference. So, there are 16,350 person with a gun calls, 5,210 person with a knife calls, 12,787 shots fired, reports from people, not the city's automated shot spotter, 1,352 persons shot, 887 persons stabbed, and 14,265 domestic batteries. That, a domestic battery, is that in which two adults cannot really be in an adult relationship because they don't know how to behave or act towards one another. Now, despite numbers such as these, there are lots of people out there that are relentlessly calling for the police to be, shall we say it together, my friends, defunded. Do they want total anarchy? Some do, because this is what's happening. Now, our streets are already bad enough. Now, police in Chicago are already having a really difficult time even protecting themselves at this point. But Chicago actually doesn't have the highest murder rate in the nation. That honor goes to the city of New Orleans. And it's no secret that New Orleans struggles with violent crime, but new statistics paint a grim picture of the Crescent City being on the pace to be the murder capital of the United States if trends don't change in 2022. Oh, yeah. Defunding. The utopian vision. Thank you. According to the data from AH Datalytics, compiled using the FBI's Uniform Crime Report, that's the UCR program, uh, New Orleans has a per capita year-to-date homicide rate of 72 per 100,000 residents. The next three U.S. cities behind New Orleans are Birmingham, the magic city, ooh, with a per capita homicide rate of 59 per 100,000 residents, and of course, Baltimore and St. Louis, each with a per capita homicide rate of 58 per 100,000 residents. So far this year, the murder rate in New Orleans is up to 44%. But the corporate media is trying to convince us that this is all perfectly normal, aren't they? Do you believe them? Now, one man that will never be fooled is World War II veteran Carl Sperlin Deke. He just turned 100 years old on June 29th. 
When he was interviewed by a local news outlet, he boldly declared that the U.S. is going to hell in a handbasket. Deke's gratitude for his life quickly turned into an emotional confession about his concern about the entitlement and ungrateful grievance erupting from the younger generation saying, people don't realize what they have. They bitch about it. And then nowadays, and I am so upset because of things we did, the things we fought for, the boys that died for it, it's all going down the drain. Deke began weeping as he added, our country is going to hell in a handbasket. We haven't got the country we had when I was raised, not at all. The 100-year-old World War II vet cried for those growing up in America today, saying, nobody will have the opportunity I had. It's just not the same. That's not what our boys, that's not what they died for. And sadly, he's 100% correct. We are in an advanced state of decline and is getting worse with each passing day. If things are this bad now, what will this country look like once economic conditions deteriorate quite a bit more? Previous generations of young Americans were equipped to handle adversity. But this generation of young Americans is not. The thin veneer of civilization that we all used to be able to take for granted is steadily disappearing. Our society is evolving into a horror show that would have been unrecognizable to previous generations. If we would have done things differently, we could have gotten much different results. Our choices have consequences, and now most of our major cities are being transformed into the crime-infested shitholes right in front of our eyes. And yet, what do they want? Michael, you're absolutely correct. Economic collapse. I don't see how he is wrong. I don't. I just don't see it. Oh, let me take a break here real quick. Attention podcasters. Do you want to be heard? Come on board the Contra Radio Network. That's right. We're launching our own network and we want you to come on board. Bring your podcast and get your voice heard right here on the Contra Radio Network. Details coming soon. This is the Contra Radio Network. CRN for all the right reasons. That's right. All right. In case you haven't noticed, got a new show on Contra Radio Network, The Elsa Kurt Show. She's an author of 26 books, does the best Kamala Harris imitation out there. The best. And she's this close to getting the, her AOC imitation down. She's a good conservative. I like her. I implore you, listen to her show. Give her a chance, by all means. And I want to take it publicly say, say, Elsa, thank you for coming on the Contra Radio Network. We appreciate We're glad you're here. We got the Von Weehunt show. I was on a, I was the emergency replacement guest for Von Weehunt show. Uh, last Thursday, uh, there was he was going to the Patriot Front as their guest, but they had to back, beg off at the last minute. So I got, you know, another shot at the Von Wee Hunt show. If you like 
uh, conservative commentary, by all means, please listen to the Von Wehan Show. I think you'll like it. And, of course, we have our other lineup as well. Uh, what else have I got going on? I think that's about it, really. That's about all I've got really going there. Um, I'm not going to talk anymore. I'm not going to tell you anymore about the upcoming food shortage. Either you get it or you don't. And if you don't, that's on you, not me. Not anybody but you. Listen to my show, you know better. I understand my good friend Don Don Lowry is going to start doing his show again. About time. I know, he likes to do his barbecue thing. I've been to his house. Last summer, went to his house. And you know what? You know what? I think he's got more barbecue grills than he does grandchildren. I mean, that's, I mean, it's just insane. It really is. So, anyhow, I think I'll do it for this week. What? All right. Uh, how, how much time I got here? Email from Glenn in California. Glenn, thank you for your email. He wanted to know if I've seen evil. I said, well, my response to him was, well, Glenn, are you talking like evil, like what man does to man, or are you talking like spiritual evil? And he responded, spiritual evil. My answer to your question is yes. One time. And I, I don't talk about this. Um, but I will this time. It was disturbing when it happened. It's not scary. I mean, it was, it was definitely disconcerting when it happened. As a young deputy, working the midnight shift with my FTO, got a call. Man is, is going to commit suicide. Here's his address. Get over there. We get there. It's like, I don't know, if I remember right about 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Get there. And I, you know, to this day, I couldn't find the house to this day. I don't, it was that long ago. I want to say probably 1990s, late 1990s. Get to the house. Knock on the door. Door's not even shut. It was a... Grass is overgrown. There's a car, a beat-up car in the driveway. Some dim lights are on in the house when we get there. You know, pop, 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 knock on the door. You know, announce ourselves. Lake County Sheriff's Office. Lake County Sheriff's Office. Are you okay? And we hear from somewhere in the house, he says, Come in! All right go in there very cautiously guns were not drawn I said hey are you, you know, where are you are you okay white male appears and he's in his living room where there's a very uh, very low wattage light bulb on in the kitchen we had to go through the kitchen to get to the living room uh 
garbage overflowing, a lot of uh, beer cans, empty uh, liquor bottles, dishes, dirty dishes piled up all over by the sink. And the wall was plastered. I mean, kitchen walls, living room walls, his bedroom walls, all plastered with picture, you know, pornography. That's one that I noticed. And the guy shows appears, he's wearing a blonde wig, a bra, women's bra, and women's underwear. And he's got, he's holding a knife. And we say, hey man, you got, you got to put, we didn't draw down, we didn't clear leather with our weapons, but the hands went on the weapons. Just in case he decided, I want to go, but I want to take you with me on the ride. Uh -uh. And we said, and he said, I, 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 I took some pills. I don't know what I took. I just took a bunch of pills. Put the knife down for us, please, so we can talk to you, find out what's really going on here. So meanwhile, dispatch calls us on the radio. Ambulance is coming. Rescue's on the way. Okay. And the guy, he puts the knife down. Okay, cool. We're all right. We're so far so good. And uh, my FTO, my field training officer, says, take him out to the car, put him in the backseat of the squad until the ambulance gets here. He says, I'm going to go look, try to find these pills that he they took because we had to give them to uh, rescue. So they could take him to the hospital and say, this is what he took, you know. So my FTO's in the house by himself. I take the guy out to the car, put him in the back seat. Don't handcuff him. He doesn't have any weapons because we can see everything. And uh, put him in the back. So he's in the back. Shut the door. It's like, yeah, I don't want you running off at this time of the night. And I want to chase you down. So I, so I sat in the passenger seat of the squad car, riding shotgun like I should, like a good trainee. Meanwhile, I hear the guy in the back. And you hear, you, and I hear this low, it's not mumbling, but it, it, it's, he's talking, but it's very almost whisper-like, and then giggling, then whispering-like, and then giggling whispering like and giggling and meanwhile I'm thinking to myself you know what I am not going to sit in front of the, I don't I mean we had a cage car I said I'm not I'm not going to sit in the car with this lunatic as I go to get out of the car he blurts out I know who you are and I was like what the hell? I'm thinking to myself where the hell did this come from now at this point in time, when I was at church, when I was when I was going to this one church, I was a deacon of the church, and one of the things that I've done, oh, I was always interested uh, when I'm during my law enforcement career was uh, satanic crime scenes, mainly because there's not, it doesn't happen a lot, and therefore there's not a lot of people who know, there's no experts to go to, kind of so to speak. They're far and few in between. So it's like you know what I. So I, I always took my time. I read up on some stuff, you know, investigating satanic crime scenes, what to look for, and all this stuff, right? So 
as I'm going, I mean, I got one foot out of the door, and he says, I know who you are. And, I, and at first, it kind of took me back a moment. And I said, yeah? Well, I know who you are. Then he sat back and started the, you know, the whispering conversation, then the giggling. And I got out, and as I'm walking towards the, the door, where, you know, the back door where he is, he suddenly throws his head up against the window and just glares at me. Doesn't say another word. Just glares at me. Yeah, again, I said it was a little bit more disconcerting when it happened. Uh, he never attacked. He never did that. So, rescue comes. My FTO comes out. I said, man, I got to tell you about this lunatic. So, rescue comes. They take him off to the hospital. He goes. I don't. We don't. I don't know what happened to him after that. Never saw him again. Never got a call to his house again. I, I just never saw or heard from the guy again. So I'm telling my FTO. He goes. He did what? He did what? He did what? I said yes. I'm telling you. This is before we actually had cameras in the cars. So a couple days later, I'm. I'm I'm thinking about it. It's in, the, it's in my head. I'm replaying it over and over again. I had a couple of days off because it was my days off. It was my scheduled days off, so I'm off. And I, and finally, it, for some reason, it just hit me. When he said, I know who you are, it wasn't him. It was almost like a, to, it was a totally different, his voice changed a different tone. Does that make sense to you? So it has this different tone of voice. Modulation. Very matter of fact. And whereas before, he was very cooperative. And it, like he, he had been drinking, but he wasn't slurring his words. I mean, who knows how much. I don't know how much he had to drink. I don't know. I don't care. Anyways. And so there was that, so I'm thinking to myself, I'm replaying it over my mind. And I noticed, you know what? It wasn't the human, the man, that said, I know who you are. And I don't think, I don't think he was possessed. If he was, it was a mild case of it, I suppose. I do believe he was under the influence of a demonic presence. That, I believe, given the circumstances of how he was living, uh, his house, what was up on the walls, his manner, of his mode of dress, I do believe he was probably, he was probably under the influence of demonic entity. And when, he, and when he said, I know who you are. And my response was, well, I know who you are. It was just a automatic one but I said after that and I got out of the squad went to the back and he threw his head up against the window and just glared at me now I said not another word nothing nothing not another word and then he went back to his giggling and whatnot and then stopped and threw his head up against the window again and glared at me and that's even when they were putting him in the ambulance to take him to the psych at the hospital, take him to the third floor, 
He just glared. And it was one of those uneven glares. You know, if you stare at someone, you have a tendency to, you know, blink once in a while. He didn't blink at all. Nothing. Nothing. It's like, wow. All right. So, for me, and I believe I was dealing with, or I had an encounter with, a demonic presence and demonic entity so that's that is my story and I am sticking to it my friends I don't talk about it that often uh, I don't mention it I guess I should but I don't I see no reason to talk about that often but because someone had asked I thought yeah I think I have I think I have had an encounter, I, you know, encounter with that. All right, my friends. I will do this for you. What's this one? Yeah, well, I don't care. I, you know, sometimes I get these news headlines that pop up. It's like, I don't care. All right, I'm John Jeffers here on the Jeffers Brief. I want to say thank you for listening. Tell your friends, to our, all our new listeners, and get this, Peru and South Korea. We even have one in Japan. hope we get more. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Contra Radio Network. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. that We have a whole bunch of people that we come and do shows for us on Contra Radio Network. Please, please, please. Prep today. Live tomorrow. Have an American day, if possible. Until then, until next week, I'm John Jeffers right here on the Jeffers Brief. Thanks for listening.